This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. The UN said China's detention of Uyghurs in Xinjiang may constitute international crimes, in particular crimes against humanity. The findings came in a long-delayed report by the UN's outgoing human rights chief, Michelle Bachelet. Its release, fiercely resisted by China, came minutes before her term ended. China has detained more than one million Uyghurs, a Muslim minority, in prison camps under the guise of counterterrorism. Officials from the UN's nuclear watchdog arrived in Zaporizhnia in southern Ukraine to visit a Russian-occupied nuclear power plant, which has been the site of intense shelling in recent weeks. The team is seeking to prevent a nuclear accident. Ukraine hopes the inspection will lead to the demilitarizing of the plant, but Russia says it will not withdraw its forces. Russian shelling has forced the plant to shut down one of its two operational reactors. America's Department of Justice said efforts were likely taken to obstruct its investigation into the handling of classified documents by Donald Trump at his Florida estate. In a court filing, it said that documents were probably concealed from investigators after a subpoena had been issued to the former president and his lawyers had attested that all sensitive material had been handed over. Chinese officials support a proposal for people to quarantine in Hong Kong before crossing to the mainland, according to John Lee, Hong Kong's leader. Mr Lee said a task force will work out the details of the reverse quarantine system. Travellers moving from Hong Kong into China must currently isolate for seven days in mainland hotels, but they have run short of rooms. Sri Lanka reached a preliminary agreement with the IMF for a loan of $2.9 billion to help alleviate an economic crisis. The deal is contingent on Sri Lanka implementing various reforms to increase government revenue and rebuild foreign reserves. The IMF expects the country's economy to contract by 8.7% this year. Sarah Palin failed in her attempt to enter Congress, losing a special election for an Alaskan House seat to Mary Peltola, her Democratic rival. Ms Peltola's triumph in a state that favoured Donald Trump by 10 percentage points in 2020 will buoy Democratic hopes for November's midterm elections. She won on a platform that emphasised abortion rights and fighting climate change. American officials have told NVIDIA to stop exporting snazzy chips that are used for artificial intelligence work to China, the firm said. The ban is part of America's push to keep advanced technologies out of the wrong hands. NVIDIA has earned $400 million from sales of the affected chips to China so far this quarter. Its share price fell by 6.6% in response. And fact of the day. $465 million. The rumoured price tag of The Rings of Power, a new drama based on the Lord of the Rings books. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Russia rallies its troops for war games. Russian troops are in short supply, with the Kremlin struggling to find sufficient men to send into harm's way in Ukraine. But that has not stopped the Russian army from scraping together enough soldiers for a week-long joint exercise. 
the quadrennial Vostok, East, war games in Russia's eastern military district, which includes Siberia, begins on Thursday. It will supposedly include 50,000 military personnel, 140 aircraft, and 60 ships, though Russia has been known to exaggerate these figures. The involvement of China and a dozen other countries, including India, is a gratifying sign of diplomatic solidarity for the Kremlin. Russia's Pacific Fleet will conduct drills with China's People's Liberation Army Navy in the Sea of Japan, building on their first-ever joint patrol in October. But China is more circumspect where it counts. Russia's request for arms and ammunition to be deployed in Ukraine have come to naught. An EU Embassy in Silicon Valley On Thursday, the European Commission, the executive branch of the European Union, opens its first office in San Francisco, a diplomatic mission of sorts to work with Silicon Valley's firms. It is a timely move as the EU prepares to enforce the Digital Markets Act and the Digital Services Act, two ambitious new laws for the Internet approved by the European Parliament in July. Gerard de Graff, a senior Eurocrat who oversaw the drafting of the legislation, will head the San Francisco office. Whether he will be treated as the EU's plenipotentiary is another question. Firms like Alphabet, Apple, and Meta, nay, Facebook, may prefer to deal directly with Brussels, where each employs hordes of lobbyists. At any rate, the new office formalizes what has been a reality for some time. In many ways, tech giants are much like big virtual nations and need to be dealt with as such. That includes maintaining diplomatic relations. Bar Fight in India Delhi's muggy monsoon season leaves many craving a drink, but finding one in India's capital has become difficult. For the past month, most of its privately run booze stores have been shut as national officials pursue a corruption probe into the city's new alcohol policy. On Thursday, sales are due to resume, but only in government-run shops. That will be a relief for tipplers, but a disappointment for the Ahmadmi Party which runs Delhi's city government and is emerging as a significant opposition force to the Bhartiya Janta Party, India's ruling party. The AAP had hoped that allowing private stores to sell alcohol and introducing a new excise policy would clean up the businesses and yield more in tax. But the BJP accused AAP leaders of benefiting personally from privatization, prompting a U-turn the AAP is taking the fight outside. Arvind Kejrial, the party's leader, has accused the BJP of corrupting and promoting lethal, illegal liquor in Gujarat, a western state where booze is banned and elections are due in December. Meta closes its crypto wallet. Facebook's parent company, Meta, is giving up on its cryptocurrency business. Things were already looking bumpy in January when Diem, 
A much-scrutinized cryptocurrency backed by Facebook and formerly known as Libra sold its assets for $182 million. On Thursday, Novi, Facebook's cryptocurrency wallet, will be folded away less than a year after its launch. That is because the once-lucrative coins lost their shine after a severe crypto market downturn this summer. Also, Meta's profits from its money-spinning advertising business are slipping as its user base stagnates and competition from TikTok stiffens. Facebook is thus refocusing on the hype of the metaverse, hence its new company name. Novi is not the only initiative affected. Next month, the American company will close its standalone gaming app, which failed to take on Twitch. Amazon's video game streaming giant. Until Meta can revive its ad business or make money from the metaverse, other side projects will be at risk of the chop too. Australia needs its migrants back. Australia depends on immigrants more than most rich countries. Almost one-third of its population of 26 million was born overseas. But it now needs more after an estimated 600,000 immigrants who would have moved to Australia were kept out by pandemic lockdowns, according to CEDA, an economic think tank. Australia reopened its borders in February, but unemployment stands at just 3.4%, and companies are struggling to find staff. On Thursday, the Labour government, which took office in May, meets unions and business lobbies to discuss the tight labor market. The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, may boost the annual quota for permanent migrants from 160,000 to 200,000. Such moves are uncontroversial down under, where work visas are carefully distributed under a points-based system that balances openness with selectivity. But a visa processing backlog means that immigrants will not return as quickly as Australia would like. It will be at least 2024 before the numbers are back. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday. The annual general meeting of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, is held in which city? Wednesday. Katanas and Daos are Asian versions of which type of weapon? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Sir Richard Steele, who died on this day in 1729. Reading is to the mind what exercise is to the body. That's the world in brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. 
and subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.